Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our match reaction series. Joining you in the morning after Arsenal's 5-0 win against the MLS All-Stars. Really, really good victory uh, for the Gunners after what was, you know, a little bit concerning 1-1 draw against Nuremberg. You want to get winning ways back as soon as possible and Arsenal managed that uh, last night. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. It's always good to... To wake up and see that Arsenal won five 0 isn't it? Uh, in the preseason, obviously, as you said, with ne- uh, with Nuremberg, the the fact that it was a one all draw was a bit was a little bit concerning. But it is the preseason, and we do change stuff around a lot in the preseason. It's obviously the first game back for everything, and I think now that we're back with the second game, and it's obviously we've won five 0 We're back into the kind of like rhythm of things. I know that we still kind of. We did rotate a lot. We did change a lot of players. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be surprised if we actually changed the whole team. I think I actually saw on on, on uh, the the lineup after the game when I was watching the highlights, etc. I think we did. We changed a lot of players. So, so yeah, it's good, it is good to see the fact that we've that we've cut, like kind of like bounced back from a from one or draw to run right, really, as it says in the title. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that you know performance is always the key one for me. You know, I'm less looking at the result, I'm more looking at the performance of individual players during preseason to get a feel of how they might integrate about what Arteta might do. Um, but we got the opening goal through a brilliant strike from Gabriel Jesus. You know, Bakaya Saka I thought really stood out uh, on his kind of from what he did on the right hand side throughout the game. He was really dangerous, and instead of being the goal scorer this time, he turned creator in a lot of moments. And Jesus picked up the ball and just chipped it across the back post. There was something of the Leicester goal if you remember last season yeah. at the start um, about that little chip. He's got he's got the ability to do that, but he doesn't seem to do it all that often. Um, but yeah, Jesus getting on the score sheet important for sure definitely I, I was literally going to say I had it in my head I was going to say oh yeah it just reminded me a lot of that Leicester goal I genuinely was going to say that and it yeah it, it was the other side of the box but first time finish a brilliant chip and it was it's another one of those goals that's really satisfying to watch just essentially lobs the keeper hits the post and in and yeah as you said we don't really see it too much from Jesus doing kind of like producing goals like that we more see him around well in the box more than outside the box yeah. uh, producing those moments and I think the fact that he was that man to kind of like fill in the gap where where in where, where he needed to be really from a brilliant pass through from Jorginho I think it was a brilliant run from Saka as you were just mentioning with him kind of popping up in the creator kind of side of it instead of goal scoring for Saka and um, yeah, just an all-in-all brilliant goal, and it, within the first five minutes or or something, however however many minutes have passed. So that as that was a fantastic start for Arsenal. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Saka got the well, the, the MVP of the match, um, because of what he was doing with the, with his runs and how much he did create for Arsenal and the skill that he was producing. I mean, he. I think the assist that he produced for Gabriel Jesus, I think he did nutmeg a player as well. And, but yeah, I can't take anything away from that Gabriel Jesus finish. It's It was a fantastic kind of way to start the game, as I just mentioned, for Arsenal. Hopefully, Gabriel Jesus can kind of produce those moments again for Arsenal in the Premier League instead of just that one Leicester game. I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't he didn't score some good goals. I'm saying that 
the kind of like more skillful side to his goals and kind of like flair that you see in Gabriel Jesus. We didn't see too that often with the goals that he would score. Don't get me wrong. I think it, it was fantastic. The amount of goals that he scored with being out for four months or however, however many months that was. But, you know, what I'm trying to say it's good to see him score a variation of goals, pop up in different areas and score those kinds of goals, as I was just saying. So hopefully we can see him do that a little bit more and produce that flair that we that we were possibly missing in a few of the games that Gabriel Jesus was playing in. Yeah, I think, you know, he's hopefully can have a full season this time around rather than losing so much of it to injury. You know, he got 11 Premier League goals and seven assists, you know, 18 goal contributions, only playing two thirds of the season last year, which is a really good return. I think that he can, I think he can get close to 30 goal contributions personally, you know, moving into his prime, you know, getting close to 20 goals, getting close to 10 assists, I think should absolutely be a target. He should be trying to get as close to 20 goals, you know, as he can. And I think, you know, his, his contribution to the team from an assist standpoint has always been there. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the team next season, seeing how indeed he does fare and where he kind of takes his game next. A little bit like our second goal scorer, Leandro Trossard. I'm looking forward to seeing how his game evolves because he played deeper in the midfields again, like he did against Nuremberg and popped up with... Probably for me, the goal of the game, um, a brilliant, brilliant strike uh, across and round the keeper. Again, picking up the ball, I think, from Bakaya Saka, another assist for him. So Trossard playing there, Havertz coming on later. We'll talk about it more individually, but the fact that he came on and played in the midfield, you know, again, you're looking at those positions. It seems that the future of that role belongs to more offensive-minded players, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Trossard, it's good to see that he's kind of popping up in different positions as we've said as we've just said and the fact that last season obviously he was he was more of a creator last season I think he had 10 assists one goal something like that and so we know that he isn't too much of a goal scorer so the fact that he's scored uh in in this position is actually fantastic a very very good goal outside the box kind of cut cut in from Saka and then he cuts it back across the defender and 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 hits the back of the net from outside the box. A really, really good strike. Keeper nowhere near it. But the fact that he was that he's able to play in that Odegaard role that we've actually seen, well, Odegaard role, that kind of role that you were just saying, the um it's good to see a variation of players that can play there. I mean, I'm sure that Havertz can do a role there. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on him in a second, but obviously Trossard, we, I think we saw him play there a little bit towards the end of the season when we needed to attack a little bit more. Obviously, Odegaard can play in whatever role in the midfield, really, by, by the looks of it. And yeah, I think it's good to see the fact that Trossard can put a shift in there because you never know, it could actually be, it could help Arsenal a lot with the fact that we can add a variation to our game, as I was just mentioning. And the fact that he can produce goals like that as well. And as I said as well, the fact that he is he was more of a creator last season. If we if he's dropping back a little bit more into the midfield, maybe we'll see even more so the creator that he could be. And you never know, produce more goals like that that he's just scored last night. He can actually have a pop from from a way out. And we saw every so often that when he was kind of when he did come on 
in those midfield areas when we were kind of pushing for those goals towards the end of the game. We saw he would pop up every so often, have, have a go at goal outside the box. And more often than not, it would be very, very close. Obviously, sometimes it, it did. Well, I say more often than not, it would it wouldn't come off. But I'm not saying that the odd one won't, as he just kind of like proved last night. And yeah, I think he I think I can't remember what game it was. It might have been Southampton. He hit the bar towards the end of the game because because he popped up in those positions outside the box and he was able to have a go. So it's actually quite. I'm excited now, actually, the fact that Tro- that we know that Trossard can put a shift in there because he is, he's nimble, he's very agile, he's very quick on the ball, he's a quick player as well. Adding that to Arsenal's midfield and pushing forward in the future can actually be, can actually help Arsenal a lot. And as I said just a minute ago, it can add a variation to our game. And once again, I'm saying about it, rotation, it can be, it can add a bit of rotation to Arsenal's game. And it also then adds an extra kind of kind of variation to Arsenal's attack as well because the fact that Trossard is dropping a little bit deeper, it means that we can then have the combination of obviously Trossard, Odegaard, Declan Rice in the midfield and then Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Saka, you never know, Martinelli up front, Havertz on the wing maybe, et cetera, et cetera. We can kind of like, I think this is what Arteta's trying to prove it, he, I say prove, he's trying to add more variation to Arsenal's structure, to Arsenal's kind of playing style, who can play where, etc., etc. He's trying to add a different kind of style to Arsenal's play of this person can play there, but he can also play there. And it could actually help Arsenal a lot in in the way forward. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted for Trossard to get his goal and it was a fantastic goal. I, I think I... I'm not quite sure I agree with you with the goal of the game. I do think that Gabriel Jesus, I don't I don't think that could I don't think that could be topped just yet. But yeah, Trossard he, he gave it a good go. I just I just love a like a absolute spanking effort. Like <laughs> I just love those strikes that are just so hit pure and true and curling around the goalkeeper. Yeah, the technique behind Jesus was good. I think they're both up there as, as potential fantastic uh, contenders for for goal of the game. Um we obviously moved into the second half. We started to see some changes. Declan Rice and Timber came on. Just to talk individually about those two and their performances, you know, Declan Rice played uh, in the sixth role, came on as defensive midfielder, and certainly played um, as where I expect him to play. I don't. I know there's been suggestions from some people they think they'll see him play maybe slightly further forward if he plays with Partey. I'm interested to see when that dynamic, if those part, if that pairing is used, how each one differs from the other about how who's deeper, who goes further forward. But last night, Bryce was playing the deepest. He did get forwards. He had an opportunity to shoot, was blocked. Um, it was lots of intricate little one-touch passing. You get the ball into feet and play little quick passes. He is very quick in, in, in terms of his thought of his passing, and that's coming through. Whereas Partey sometimes maybe, I think, takes the time to, to bring the ball in, then turn, then run. Whereas Rice is a lot, I think, quicker and sharper in terms of his passing choices. But uh, Timber, I thought, was the standout of the two, actually. Uh, I've said a number of times, I did an article on this the other day, that for me, I think Timber has the chance of being the signing of the summer for Arsenal in terms of what he brings. He played in an inverted style when he was brought off uh, of the bench and played right back inside, was seen kind of cutting in, dribbling the ball forwards through the middle of the park. And 
in build-up, I think, is what he's obviously the most key for. A little bit like Zinchenko, as we know, a lot like Zinchenko on the left-hand side. Both are going to be key in Arsenal's build-up control about how they create opportunities. And it'll be interesting if he ever uses Timber and Zinchenko in the same side, because that might create vulnerabilities defensively. But I think it'll add real you know, dominance and options moving forwards and, you know, lots of support for the forward line too. So those two are going to be interesting. Jorginho obviously scored a penalty, um, which was uh, as blatant a handball as I think you'll see. There was another handball as well before Rice came on that, again, it's one of those where kind of the hand goes down, the ball hits the arm. You see, I've seen them not given, obviously, in the Premier League. We've seen a number of them not given when people think they're obvious handballs. And it seems that if the arm is supporting the player, they just don't give it. Even though, interesting, the, the referee was asked to go over to the monitor to have a look. But then uh, Arsenal kind of come alive uh, again in the second half. There was a lot more attacking fervour, I think, about our game. And uh, the fourth goal... Who's got the fourth goal? Why has it gone out of Martin? Who's the fourth Martinelli, yes. Erdegaard's fantastic pass yes. in behind um, for Martinelli to run through and and finesse. I mean, that pass, again, it was, again, if we're talking about goals from last season, I'm thinking Brighton away, Erdegaard releases, you know, Martinelli. I feel like that was in your mind as well. Yeah. And, and he runs through and scores again. Erdegaard's fitness had been a bit in question, but he came on, played a pass that we come to expect, and Martinelli runs onto it and scores again. That's his first game and goal of pre-season two. Do you feel like those two Odegaard and Martinelli are in for a, a big season from them? Of course. I think that they can only add to what they did last season with the fact that I'm sure that Arsenal's quality will improve from last season. I think Odegaard, we know how amazing he is and how amazing he was last season, how kind of important he is to Arsenal's side, whether he even if he doesn't play, even if he's on the bench or injured, etc., he still somehow has some kind of like he, he has some kind of what's the word I'm looking for here? He, he has some say in the game essentially in Arsenal's side because he is the captain. He can, yeah. yeah, exactly. And Martinelli, I think, yeah, he's only going to improve. I, I'm putting my money on the fact that he would that he is going to break that Brazilian record in the Premier League next season. As I said just a minute ago, he's only going to improve on last season, I think. And with the quality that Arsenal have now, which has also improved going forward and defensively, I'm sure that Arsenal will get a lot more chances. I mean, with, I'm just going to say it, like Havertz, with the fact that like, I can't remember. I think it was last year he had the second most amount of forward runs for Arsenal, and that's only going to create a load of space for Arsenal and for the players that are playing around him, like Martinelli per se. And that's only going to help Arsenal improve and help Arsenal with the goal contributions, how many goals we score. And I'm sure Martinelli will get his fair share of that. I do believe that he will break that record um, that he equalised last season. I'm sure that he'll be pushing to break that Brazilian goal-scoring record in the Premier League. I'm sure he'll want that. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with how well... They, that, that kind of link-up play between Odegaard, Martinelli and the wingers, it's fantastic. I mean, as you just mentioned, the fact that that Odegaard pass to Martinelli does remind you of the Brighton game. But our forward runs last night, I think that is mainly what killed the MLS All-Stars off. We were able to easily cut through them. We we're able to easily kind of, well, yeah, as I just said, cut through their defence. And our, our players are lightning quick. Bakayosaka on the right, Martinelli on the left. 
I think Havertz popped up on the left as well. We're just lightning quick, perfect runs, perfect time runs. And yeah, I, I, I was very happy to see with to see how many runs were going forward for Arsenal. I'm very happy to see that because sometimes, I'm not saying that it, it was all the time, but every so often you'd say, oh, make a run, make a run down the line, try and get in between those defenders when they possibly should have. And it was good to see the fact that it, it was almost like we bombarded their defence and we exploited the fact that we did, that we exploited the fact that their, I think when the ball was on our right-hand side, so their left-hand side, their right back or left back, whatever, would push up a little bit, leaving a gap in their defence, which Arsenal, as I just said, were able to exploit. And I'm going to touch on Timber and Declan Rice, as you just mentioned there. I think it's fantastic that they, they've they now had their debut for Arsenal. They've got some minutes under their belt. And yeah, with Timber and Zinchenko, that will be very interesting to see what does happen because they are they do have some similar qualities. I would suggest, well, I would guess, sorry, that Timber does have more of a defensive-minded kind of like playing style to Zinchenko. So even if they do play together, obviously, if Zinchenko does push up a little bit, the defence will come across. Timber will be that kind of, I would, I would guess that the, that the back four would then kind of move into a back three. And that's actually still a very solid back three. Gabriel, Saliba, and then Timber on that right-hand side of the three. And... If it's on the other side, obviously Timber will do the same. Zinchenko on the left-hand side of the three, and I think yeah, that it's it'll be very exciting and interesting to see. But then also with Timber added to Arsenal's defence, you might be able to see Tim uh, Tierney come into that role because if he is, because I think we've said before that Tierney is a little bit more defensive-minded than Zinchenko. But also he adds the fact that he can bomb down the wing. He he kind of like, he plays it in front of him and runs onto it. And that could also, once again, as I was just saying earlier, add another variation to Arsenal's game with the fact that we have the inverted fullback on the right-hand side and then a kind of more natural left-back on the other side. And then it was the other way around with Zinchenko being left-back and Ben White being a kind of normal, I'd say, right-back possibly. And... I think that that could, once again, as I say, very interesting and exciting to see for Arsenal. But then with Declan Rice as well, yeah, the the quality is just there. You can you can see that it is there. And yeah, I completely agree with you with the fact that Partey, sometimes he can be a bit slower on the ball than you would hope. He would obviously receive the ball, turn and then dribble through and then pass, which don't get me wrong, sometimes would pay off. But then I'm going to I'm going to mention the, the game against against West Ham when we were 2-0 up and then Declan Rice did kind of did intercept him when he was kind of he was being a bit slow on the ball when we needed him to be quick and he he, he was kind of like he, he almost fell asleep a little bit when he didn't need to uh, and it was obviously in our in our third in our defensive third as well so the fact that Declan Rice has kind of stepped in for him and I'm sure will add more to Arsenal's defensive game and as well, the offensive game as well, kind of like the transition from defense from the defense to the attack. The fact that he will turn, he will receive the ball, turn straight away, and then almost pass straight away. I'm sure that we'll see a lot of forward runs from him as well. Uh, and but then also with the fact that last season, I think he had the most amount of interceptions in the whole of the Premier League. I think it was interceptions. It was something yeah, like that. Sixty-three for Declan Rice. Exactly, and. That's only going to help Arsenal 
uh, a bunch because there mm. were times when we did need that interception to just pop up in the midfield and then kind of, as I was just mentioning, transition into our attack. And yeah, Declan Rice is only going to help that. He's only going to he's only going to help Arsenal's attack and defence, as I was just mentioning. And yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I think all, everyone that's watching and listening, and you and Umar, know that I'm very excited to see Declan Rice in an Arsenal shirt properly in the Premier League and consistently throughout the whole season. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. But I I do I. I I wouldn't say I, I would agree with you because it's a it's a very unpopular opinion with the fact that you said about Timber possibly being the sign of the season. That I would say that's an unpopular opinion, but I can see where you're coming from. That could help Arsenal a lot, as I was just mentioning, with the fact that it would add a variation to Arsenal's defence. He could be one inverted fullback, and then it and then Zinchenko, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, as I was just saying, so that. Where yeah, I think in the comments, if you just let us know who you think our sign of the summer would be, that would be fantastic. But yeah, I think yeah, I, I'm going to stick with my with Declan Rice. I think you guys know how much I how how much I was excited to have him at Arsenal, and finally it's obviously. Fine, if you want to take the easy way out, Charlie? That's fine. I yeah, I respect it. I respect it. You know, um, but no, I you know, I think that the whole signing the the season thing is is. It's one of those where all three of them, I think, are going to be great. I just, in terms of like the variation, I think yeah, Timber's going to bring. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Arteta does with him. Uh, last thing to discuss as well uh, is is Kai Havertz, obviously uh, scoring. Uh, I'm writing a piece at the moment about how I feel like the silence is almost deafening um, from rival fans from certain outlets that posted memes and compilation videos of the skills challenge where he was unable to to pick up a goal in the uh, the volley and, and that I saw uh, I think a Man United account put out something like 65 million pounds for this and then just the video of the skills challenge I haven't seen too many videos this morning saying 65 million pounds for this with a video of Kai Havertz's goal last night um <laughs> I, I I just look forward to seeing this guy put people in the mud, to be honest. And uh, I think he started that last night. I think that goal will give him, even though it's a preseason game, I think that's such an important goal for him to get confidence up, to just something to point to for people to say, look, this is one of the reasons why we bought him. Arteta talked about him, interestingly, last night. I'll read you his quotes. Um, he said that, I think, again, that's one of the main qualities that he has. He gives us something different with his quality and his heights, for example, where he can be a target man if we need to beat the press. He's playing at that attacking midfield position for now, but I'm sure throughout the season he'll be used in different positions. So I, I just look forward to seeing what Havertz does, but that goal last night will bring really big confidence. Yeah, definitely. That will add to his confidence. Um I doubt the fact that he didn't score in the skill challenge. I doubt that kind of like hindered his confidence. But the fact that he's then come come out straight away and scored for Arsenal after, I'd say, abuse from Chelsea fans, Man United fans, as you just said, and rival fans. Yeah, it's good to see him kind of like silence, silence the haters, as, as people would say. It's good to see him score for Arsenal, get his first goal under the belt. But yeah, the fact that he would add something different to Arsenal's game, his height, as uh, you just mentioned, Arteta said, he's he's six foot four, so he's a tall guy. But then also, I think, as I just mentioned earlier, he he popped up on the left-hand side. I think, he, I think where he scored, he was our, I think actually he was our left winger. I think he played. Uh, Marquinhos, uh, he came on the right-hand side and it was a very... 
to be fair, pinpoint cross the uh, MLS right back. I couldn't tell you his name. He did try and head of the ball. He did try and jump for it, but just over his head, perfectly on to have versus chess and he scored a volley. And I think the fact that it was a volley as well, kind of like, <laughs> it's quite funny the fact that it was a volley with the fact that he didn't score in the in the skills challenge, which was a volley challenge. Yeah, that that kind of makes it even sweeter the fact that he was able to do that. But yeah, I think that variation of Havertz will add a lot to Arsenal's game, as I was as I've been mentioning so many times. And the fact that he can pop up on the left-hand side. Obviously, he has played up front for Chelsea. I don't know whether we will see him play up front because we obviously have Gabriel Jesus, Eddie and Ketia, and possibly, you never know, we might still have Balogun. Obviously, that remains to be seen in the rest of the summer transfer window. Um, but yeah, he can play in the midfield, obviously. I think it, against Nuremberg, he did play in the eight hat in the number eight role. I think that's where he did play. Um, I'm sure he can play where Odegaard plays as well if he comes on from the bench or if we see Odegaard play somewhere else, possibly. You never know. But the fact that we never know and the, the mystery of it, the it adds a mystery because of the variation, the different kind of roles that Havertz could play. And it's actually... Once again, another exciting thing for Arsenal's game, another exciting thing for the Premier League this coming season. And yeah, I'm sure that Havertz will continue to silence the the, the rival fans. I mean, I, I've got a mate uh, that is a Chelsea fan and he, to be fair, Havertz was his favourite player. And now that Havertz is at Arsenal, obviously, of course, he's a bit salty with the fact that Havertz is at, his, at a rival club for, for Chelsea. So he was obviously... When Havertz didn't score in the skill challenge, he was let, he was letting me know. Let's just say that. So after last night, I gave it back a little bit, which is always good. It's it's always good to have those rival fans and giving it giving it back and etc. So yeah, I'm sure Havertz will. I'm sure there'll be more to come from Havertz. I'm sure that he'll he'll get quite a few more under the belt. And once again, yeah, I, it will be exciting and interesting to see where he'll pop up more often the, uh, in the positions that you never know we might see for him. So, yeah, that, that'll be an interesting thing to see in the coming season. Yeah, really exciting to see what happens this year and where Arsenal might go with their new players. But last night, if it's a glimpse of what's to come, there's reason to be excited. That's for sure. Uh, Charlie, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it as always. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching and listening. Absolutely. Do make sure you drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. It's always an absolute pleasure to speak with you as well. Just a quick plug. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, I'd obviously do uh, something on the side as well, and former Arsenal Way contributor Bailey Keogh is going to be joining me for a live podcast. I know that some of uh, the people that work for the channel are going to be coming along, which is is going to be good fun. So if you want to get more details about uh, a live podcast that I'm going to be part of with, of course, uh, our good friend of the channel, Bailey Keogh, uh, go to uh, my Twitter account, at the Talk TV. Uh, we're going to be doing it in London on August 13th, so make sure you get involved. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We'll see you again on the next one. Have a great day, and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,